Welcome to America's Heroes Group podcast with information and resources that's disseminated intentionally to empower our military population with host Vietnam veteran Cliff Kelly, co-host Iraq veteran Colonel Dr. Damon Arnold, and co-host Army National Guard veteran Sean Claiborne. And now, America's Heroes Group podcast. Good afternoon, good afternoon. Welcome to America's Heroes Group on WVON 1690 AM, the talk of Chicago. I am Vietnam veteran host Cliff Kelly. America's Heroes Group is a live streaming podcast, global platform, radio, print, and digital media broadcast show that empowers change agents through intentionally disseminating information, resources, and referrals to empower our military population. And with that, America, welcome to America's Heroes Group, our roundtable with our partner, Jesse Brown, VA Works. June is LGBTQ Pride Month. Today is Saturday, June 10th, 2023. Our host is Cliff Kelly. I'm Sean Clayman, the co-host. Our executive producer is Glenda Smith, and our digital media producer is Ivan Ortega of Scouch Honor Productions. And, of course, our studio engineer is Shakai always. Our panelist is here today. That's Dr. Jacqueline Neal. She is the director of the Jesse Brown VA Post-Acute Security of COVID Program. COVID, a board-certified physician and professor in physician, physical medicine and rehabilitation. And she's a, a known for one of the great things she's done for the VA. Dr. Neal was awarded the Mark Walcott Award in 2022 and formally known as in the VA as the Physician of the Year, the highest honor a clinician can receive in the VA system. Proud to have you today. How are you doing? Hi, I'm happy to be here on this sunny Chicago weekend. <laughs> sunny, sunny as long as it lasts. <laughs> as I said, we have two two seasons in Chicago: construction and uh, in, in in winter, pretty much for the most part. <laughs> so, <laughs> so tell us. Well, tell us first of all, what is long COVID? How does long COVID affect someone versus COVID? That's a great question. Uh, Long COVID remains a long-term public health issue, and I believe that's why we're talking about it today. Um, Outside of COVID, there's been a long-established history of all different viruses causing prolonged symptoms, and COVID-19 is demonstrating a similar phenomenon. So the VA defines long COVID as symptoms or conditions that develop or worsen at least four weeks after a person was infected with the SARS-CoV-2 virus. That's the virus that causes COVID-19. So symptoms lasting at least four weeks. Um, you may hear these conditions called a lot of different things. You may hear it called long COVID or post-acute sequelae of COVID, chronic COVID, post-COVID conditions, long-haul COVID. There's so many different terms um, because we're still fairly new in, in the, um, learning about this diagnosis and how we treat it. Mm. Um, the VA has done a lot of research actually already on this condition. And the question I get asked often is how, how many veterans are experiencing this? And so what we're seeing from our, our data is that about three to 5% of veterans who come down with COVID-19 will ultimately end up going on to develop long COVID. Hmm. Uh, some patients have very mild symptoms, but a number of folks develop symptoms that interfere with the ability to, to attend work or school, to care for loved ones, or even take care of themselves. Um, another thing to know is what the symptoms are, right? So the common symptoms uh, include deep fatigue or even energy crashing, as some patients call it, 
Some folks have shortness of breath or dizziness or cognitive problems, but really any organ system can be involved. Luckily, it's appearing that most, but not all, patients have improvement in symptoms over time. And with that, PMNR physicians, that's what I am, um, treat patients through their recovery journey. So as a specialty, PMNR doctors are investigators, team leaders, problem solvers who identify the root causes of diminished function and perfectly trained to address problems like long COVID. And because of that, PMNR physicians are really trained to see the whole patient and to lead a clinical team focusing not just on the medical condition, but the social and emotional impact of a health problem. I think that's really interesting to, get, to kind of dig more into that. So um, I remember a case of a, of a, a coworker of mine years ago during, during the COVID crisis, and he had no symptoms whatsoever of having COVID. He went on a trip and came back, and then he was doing something totally unrelated at the doctor, and they said, you know what, you have COVID. And he was completely shocked. But then, never got sick, never had any, not even a sniffle. But now he's on dialysis. He has some some other issues that they believe was uh, attributed to the COVID, how it affected his body in some kind of weird way. Is that something like long COVID that you described, or is that something different possibly? It's, it, that's a really good question. It would be hard to say without knowing all of the specifics of your friend's case. Um, one question I hear that we talk about often is, what causes long COVID or who's at higher risk for developing long COVID. We do know if you have more severe symptoms when you're first diagnosed with COVID-19, you have higher likelihood of going on to develop long COVID. But because most of us actually have mild COVID symptoms in the beginning, like your friend, we see more people overall who have long COVID just because there's more of us, right? Mm. Um, and symptoms, Symptoms, like we said, have to continue on at least four weeks after the diagnosis of acute COVID. And some people have symptoms that get better and worse over time. And so they might feel really good and then a few weeks later start to feel bad again. And so maybe that's what your friend experienced. Um, but it would be hard to know without knowing all of the details. Hmm. So what are the misconceptions about COVID that people have that you see commonly? So I'm glad you asked this question. Um, what I see on social media is, is a lot of times where I see what the misconceptions are. Um, and there's a lot of discussion that I've been hearing about folks who have actually not had their symptoms taken seriously by healthcare providers or who have had symptoms attributed to a mental health problem. So problems such as depression or anxiety can be a common part of long COVID. Um, but it's very clear that the symptoms of long COVID are very real and they're not caused by a mental health condition. So for our listeners, if you are having bothersome, persistent symptoms after COVID-19, it is really important to seek medical treatment. Um, the other misconception I've heard that we talked about a little bit already is that um, it, you have to have experienced severe COVID-19, such as requiring a hospital stay or oxygen or a ventilator to get long COVID, and that, that's also just not true. Um, as we mentioned, the more, the more common scenario is having mild COVID and then going on to develop long COVID. Um, the good news is because the folks who have more severe COVID are more likely to get long COVID, we know that there are some targeted treatments to prevent long COVID, and one of those is getting your COVID vaccine. If you haven't yet, that definitely um, causes symptoms to be more mild and 
can reduce your risk of developing long COVID and making sure to seek treatment for acute COVID when you first get it. I have a, a really important question to ask because this is in the news a lot. We talked about misconceptions. And I mm-hmm. hope we can get more clarity on this because a lot of, there's a lot of been a lot of debate on the, 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 the use of masks. If they, do any, if they do any good, do they help at all? Hand sanitizer, um, particularly during the pandemic and then after, you know, everybody went back to work and things like that. Is it helpful to wear a mask? So that's a really good question. Um, I thought you might ask me that today. Um, there, there are, there is data that shows if you wear a mask, it can help to prevent care, sharing the virus with others and receiving the virus from others. I definitely suggest um, if you are feeling ill, for example, that to protect others around you and you're out in public, consider wearing a mask. Here at Jesse Brown, we follow the guidelines provided by the National VA. Um, and that changes over time based on the community transmission rates. And so you might see one VA that has one set of guidelines and another that has another, a different set of guidelines, but it's all really based on community transmission. So if you're wondering if you should be wearing a mask or if you need to wear a mask when you're coming in to seek care, definitely check out our website, the Jesse Brown VA website, before you come on in to see us. So why did Jesse Brown establish a long COVID clinic or something specific for long COVID? Jesse Brown was actually one of the first VAs to establish a long COVID program. And I actually came up with the idea for personal reasons because my father had severe COVID-19 early on. And we struggled to find encompassing medical care to help him with his long lasting symptoms. We still are struggling, it's very piecemeal. Um, And so through that experience, I realized that there was a need for long COVID care that wraps around the patient and helps them with all of their symptoms. Um, And so I wanted to start that in the VA. And luckily, the leadership was so supportive of the idea. So the idea took off. Um, Our program started in January of 2021. It's made up of a whole team of specialists, including uh, myself and some of my colleagues, PM&R doctors, pulmonologists who are lung doctors, cardiologists who are heart doctors, neurologists who specialize in the brain and the nerves, a psychologist, neuropsychologist, and the list just keeps growing. Um, We all work together to provide individualized patient care. And then on top of that, we have meetings where we meet regularly to discuss patient cases as a team so that we can all problem solve together and make sure we're on the same page with developing a treatment plan. so now since you know January 2021, we've had nearly 200 referrals. We've graduated a large number of patients from that referral base. Um, and then on top of that, you know, one thing leads to another. So I've become involved in forming the guidance statements of management for long COVID nationally through a group called the American Academy of Physical Medicine and Rehabilitation. Um, this group is made up of a multidisciplinary collaborative of specialists where we really bring experts across the country from across medical fields to develop guidance in the care of patients for long COVID. And so I think that's really exciting that Jesse Brown gets to be right on the forefront of helping to develop those guidelines. Um, and then also Jesse Brown as a VA representative, I've been involved nationally with the Long COVID Coordination Council, which is a federal interagency group that was formed per President Biden's request Uh, to work on plans for managing the effects of long COVID across the country. So it's really exciting that right here in Chicago, we get to be in the center of it all. 
I think that's really great that um that you guys are taking this seriously. But it makes me concerned in some ways because is COVID something that long COVID I should say, something that is deadly perhaps, or is it what's the what is the danger that the the, the the at the end of the day what's the the serious danger of long COVID? So symptoms are very variable. We're not seeing so much mortality per se, but we're seeing um, quality of life problems. Right? If you can't breathe and you have dizziness and you can't think straight, it, it makes it really hard to function and have a good quality of life. And that's where the public health emergency piece of it comes from, right? Um, if we can't, if we can't all work together to support our country, go to work, take care of our families, um, that that can really cause problems both for the patients personally, but for our community. And is it really important for people to get boosters every year or? If you've had, you know, the first two or three boosters, are you good to go for, you know, for a period of time or how does that work? So my guess is that the guidance in that area will change over time as we develop new boosters based on how the variants change with acute SARS-CoV-2. Um, so right now what I would recommend is make sure you follow with your primary care provider if you have one. If you don't have one, please come on by Jesse Brown. We have wonderful primary care providers who will stay up to date on when to recommend the next booster if you need that or not based on your individual medical conditions. Would you say that for the most part is a good idea for that to have all the current boosters that are out there? And how many are there out there right now? Are there three or are there four? I've lost, completely lost track. I know it's hard to keep track, right? So there's three so far, if you've been keeping up with all of the boosters, the most recent one came out um, in the fall of 2022. And it really is going to depend on what medical conditions you have, if you're immunocompromised, if you have other kinds of medical conditions. And so with that, I would really say, if you're not sure, ask your doctor. Your doctor will be able to give you specific information just for you. Mm -hmm. What would you say is the most important thing? We have about three minutes left. What's the most important thing you want to tell veterans out there about COVID and about your clinic? I'm so glad you asked me that question. The key point here is that long COVID remains a long-term public health issue. And for this reason, the most important message is to speak up. Please do not suffer in silence if you're having persistent symptoms, especially if you're struggling with day-to-day activities. Please reach out to your healthcare provider to get help. The bottom line is that Jesse Brown has a well-established program to help with a multitude of specialists, including PM and our doctors like myself, to work together to help alleviate your long COVID symptoms. And also, don't forget, let us know, how do we get in contact with Jesse Brown? How do we get a hold of you? How do we get involved with the program? That's a great question. Um, If you head to our website, you can get a lot of information about long COVID. Um, You can also reach out to your primary care provider who can give you a referral to get plugged in with us. Appreciate that. Thanks for your time. You gave us a lot of information that was really helpful. And I hope that for at least our veterans out there that we have a better understanding as to the importance of taking COVID seriously. And then the and also some of the things that we've seen and heard in social media, maybe not as accurate as we had hoped they would be. We should probably talk to our doctors, reach out to the Jesse Brown VA clinic or your nearest VA clinic anywhere around the country, wherever you are, and get the real information that's specific to your needs. I think that's the message we kind of kind of heard today from a great doctor. Appreciate your time, Dr. Jacqueline Neal. She's the director of the Jesse Brown VA Acute Sequelae of COVID program, board-certified physician and professor in physical medicine and rehabilitation. Thank you for your time. Thanks so much for having me today. My pleasure. Have a great day. You too. This is America's Heroes Group. We'll be right back. 
Thank you for listening to America's Heroes Group Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And for more details, visit americashg.org.